Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. This is podcast Healthy Families First. And I'm your podcast host, Dr. Raquel Leah. You can visit our blogger, TexasHealthyFamilies.blogspot.com or stop through our website, TexasLegislation.learn-edu.org. We have three advocacy goals. America's Future Legitimatory Processes in Family Court, Economic and Education Freedom, and Effective Justice for Parents. Thank you for tuning in. Now, let's get started. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Healthy Families First, and I am your host, Dr. Raquel Lea. I am really excited about our platform with Blog Talk Radio. It has been really interesting, especially since this is just our second episode, and I'm encouraged because people are downloading, people are listening. And um, this is the trailer to the show. Let me say that. This is a six-part series. I'm really excited about it. I am, by profession, am a CISO. A lot of people don't know that. Well, I guess a lot of people do know it because I say it. (laughs) But I'm a CISO. Pretty much what that means is a chief information security officer. And I wanted to bring this platform because parenting, more now than ever before, has really been challenging. it's, It's so different than it was when I was growing up and and, um, when my children are in my home and and what I go through now, everything you go through with parenting has some kind of technological feel to it. And when I say that, I mean that it's, it's more difficult to season what your children see, to season what your children do. Um, One of the board members, and I wish I knew his name because I would, I would post him on uh, my blog. But one of the the board members for Facebook um, let 60 Minutes come into his home and talk to him about Facebook, talk to him about technology and being an entrepreneur. One of the things he said was that he does not allow technology in his home for his for his children. He had some uh, growing adolescents and one youth about, I guess, at the age of eight, and none of those children had access to technology. As a matter of fact, he said he has the only phone. He does not have the Internet. He doesn't have those services. I thought that that was very interesting, that one of the board members of Facebook, at the time that he let everyone into his home, he had resigned. He was looking to venture out into some other avenues. But what he did is his approach to parenting was, hey, technology is not allowed in my home. It's not that my children don't have iPads. They do have iPads. They stay right here on the table, and they're plugged in. And when they leave the home, then they can have their iPad. And and so the interviewer thought that that was quite interesting. I'm pretty sure she thought it was interesting for several reason, reasons and a little bit hypocritical. Another point that he made, his second point, is that he said, my house is a better home when I don't allow technology to come in. When I say no to work when I come home, when I don't allow my children to have access to their friends when they come home. He said, and, and so, of course, the interviewer did mention about 
um, teaching and rearing children. And he, he, he made a profound statement. He said, I just don't care. He said, there are enough avenues for them to get their work done. My wife and I don't get home till 5. We get them from um, school or, or whatever. They have child care. They can do their homework then. He said, if they have some challenges, then, then we will help them with those challenges. But you are not allowed to use technology in this home. And, and he said, and I go through their phones quite often. As a matter of fact, when their phone rings, my phone rings. So he ghosts their phone, which means every phone call, every text message he sees. And I, and I thought it was profound that here this person who is into social media and has made, I think he left, uh, his, his ending salary was $30 million a year. And I wish I knew his name. I forgot, but you'll have to Google it. <laughs> And his comment was, I don't allow technology in my home. This is how I raise my children. And the reason that, that, that he was pushing was that I want to see their face. I want them engaged. I want their expectation to be that they have to engage with their parents and their brothers and their sisters. And he said, you will be amazed some of the things that they talk about. He said, they look me in the eye. We have conversations. He said, and I noticed that, that people outside of this family – parents don't get their children to look them in the eye and have an engaging conversation on a repetitive basis. The part about parenting is, comp is repetition. And I agreed with him on that note. He had a lot of things to say. Of course, the interview was really good, but he had a lot of things to say about approaching technology where he felt as though technology had a negative impact on parenting. And he wanted to ensure that he engaged with his children for the times that he engaged with them. And he said, look, they're with their, they're with their peers after hours or before hours at school. They're with their peers when they go and, and, and do all of these social engagements. They're with their peers with athletics. And, and his, he, he said, I get the least amount of time with my kids. And what I don't want to do is share that with their peers. So here we are, fast forward to parenting and public shaming and who I am. I wanted to bring you this platform to really talk about how technology has an approach to parenting and how you um, maneuver that within the home. One of the things that I thought was particularly interesting was that he ghosted his kids' phones. And being a CISO, a technology expert, I promote ghosting. I promote technology that makes sure your children are safe. He said, there's not a conversation that's not recorded, and there's not a conversation I don't hear about. He said, and it's not a text message that I don't get that they've had. He said, not that I check it all the time. He said, I have to admit to you, I'm a very busy person. I don't have time to go through this and check it. He said, but I will do an audit, and I'll check, and I'll kind of see what's going on with my kids. And this is the profound, this is a, the third profound thing he said on the phone, on, 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 during the interview. He said, not only that, but because we have the relationship that we have, usually my kids tell me everything anyway. He said, and, and, and my wife and I made this decision several years ago when we saw social media having such an impact on the small, the, the, the very little time that parents get with their kids after work. Parents are working parents in America. Most parents are, and even if you're not a working parent, you have a life, your, your job and your title does not surround your children. And so when your kids get home, having to fight with Becky, <laughs> having to fight with Mark and John, I understand what he's saying. And when you build communication where your children have to think critically, they have to tell you about their day, then you're not fighting for competition. 
I agree. I understood what he said. So what I wanted to bring <clears throat> to you as a platform is more conversations where we're talking about parenting and how we choose to parent using technology. So this particular um, series, and, and you'll have to go into the description, go down to the bottom and click the link. Um, I'm asking for a donation of 99 cents. You download it. You have access to it. You can do whatever you want to. We really get into the part about what happens when we use technology to publicly shame. Now, you know, <laughs> my first episode, if you downloaded um, the, the, the actual episode, click on the link in the description and download the episode. I really got into the history of what, of what parenting is using public shaming and that we all use it. Even if I'm in Walmart and my children are with me and they're acting out of order, I can give them a look of the eye publicly. And there's a little bit of shame that goes with that where they will, I'm looking for corrective ways to engage them so that there's not a punishment, so that their behavior, they understand that mommy does not approve of your behavior. So if I have to give them a warning sign or snap my finger or get them back in line, that's a small level of ridicule and it's public. So what, what does that, how does that impact? impact them psychologically in front of their peers or in public when your parent says, hey, get some act right. I need you to get back into place. What happens? So that's the essence of what I'm talking about. What's the psychology of what your children's going, going through when you do that? I like it because it, it, it lets them know right now, hey, you've crossed the boundary, plus I can address it immediately, and we don't have to address it in the car because I'm not going to bring it up. The issue is addressed, it's dealt with, it's done, it's squashed. You corrected the behavior. I told you to correct the behavior. You did. We're done. Let's go get ice cream cones. Some people don't, don't rear in that way. And this particular episode brings to you the psychology of raising your children, them growing up, and the effects that are parenting when looking at some form of shaming how it then engage, how then we engage them as an adult, how they engage with society as an adult. If your children are publicly shamed, does it create a social anxiety when they're with you, when you're having a family event? Maybe yes, maybe no, depending on the character traits of that child. So I was really excited about it. I really enjoyed it. We won't do live broadcasts right now. We'll see what the engagement is and the kind of emails that we get. We'll take a look at it and see what's going on. We'll, we'll manage really well, and, and, and um, hopefully you will like this series that we bring to you. I know we're down to our last five minutes. There's another point that I want to make, so let's take a quick break because I really want to make that point. Um, before I, I take the break, I will say that I, as, as the director of Healthy Families First, we're on a lot of platforms. We're syndicated in, in 47 countries, and that's not light. That takes an exhaustive amount of time and funding. And so you supporting us as Patreons is how we get paid. Let's take a short break. As a nonprofit doing the most good, the Breaking Generational Curses series and Healthy Families First is promoting healthy parent-child relationships when there is a kinship split. 
No communication, no awareness, no occasional meetings, no nothing. And our intent is an information hub for parents to approach healing and recovery in safe spaces. Our broadcast will be featured in 47 countries and all USA podcast panels. Stay tuned for an open call to beta testers, listeners, sign-ups, and support. And again, thank you for listening. Visit CIDFUND.org. That's CIDFUND.org. And we're back. (laughs) All right. So thank you for listening in. This is Healthy Families First. I am your host, Dr. Raquel Lea. All right. So here's here's a quick note. Even though this is 15 minutes, I have to, I can only hit so many points in the 15 minutes using this as a trailer to introduce you to the episode that's coming up. Um, There's three ways to support Healthy Families First, and I want to advocate for what we do. Our job is to work with parents that are experiencing a parent-child split. When you go on to Patreon, and we haven't had people go on right now, this Patreon is new. It's going to take us a little bit to change platforms of how we usually donate. We usually get subscribers to donate from a different platform, and we're no longer partnering with that platform, but that platform does still process our donations. So using Patreon is new. It's It's the latter in technology, it's the better approach technologically that we need to make this move at this time. So be the first, go on the patreon.com, become a supporting member. If not, buy a subscription to a magazine. You can buy a single magazine or a subscription. And as always, you can just download the entire series of Parenting and Public Shaming. It's about uh, 90 minutes long, and we really get into how – the lineage of parenting works and how public shaming, even the, I don't, I kind of don't like the cliche of it. I don't like that because I don't believe it works, but you'll have to download the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Dr. Raquel Lea and we'll see you soon. So this is where our journey must end. And saying good evening and goodbye to you today does not mean that you don't get another opportunity to impact your generation, legislation, and effective change in your kinship and relationship with your child or your children. And as always, the vision of our broadcast is incomplex that you consider, catch, check out and cradle simple approaches to parenting and communication. And we are here to help support. And in kind, your generosity helps parents' liberties and freedoms from constraint to guide and parent their children and grandchildren in safe and healthy places. Won't you become a patron today? Visit our supporters page at patreon.com slash Healthy families first.